Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to talk to you about William James' concept of radical empiricism. And I'd like to encourage you before watching this video to make sure you also catch the earlier In Presence segment on William James. You'll notice at the very beginning of this video, you have the opportunity to click directly to a list that would link you to every single segment thus far in the In Presence series. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, William James is really one of the uh, great intellects of American consciousness and certainly one of my heroes and someone with whom I seem to have something of a uh, synchronistic archetypal resonance relationship with. His theory of radical empiricism represents, I think, the culmination of his life work. In fact, he wrote five essays on the subject uh, toward the end of his life. They were not even published until after his death. And we have to appreciate that William James was a man of the 19th century, a period of rapid industrialization in the United States, a time of uh, great progress in terms of mechanistic thinking. But throughout his illustrious career, James largely stood against mechanistic thinking. And I think it's fair to say that he flirted with mysticism. And, and that's clear if you read his book, Varieties of Religious Experience, for example. Now, he was trying, I think, in his philosophy of radical empiricism to unite the two in some way, to come to a reconciliation with a, a deep mystical understanding that he was beginning to grasp with his modern Western mechanistic thinking. How could he do that? Well, let's start with empiricism. Empiricism is the fundamental philosophy behind science. And uh, it was developed by philosophers such as George Berkeley or Barclay and David Hume. The simple notion is that science must progress based on the experience that is accumulated through observation, through our senses. We make scientific measurements through sensory observation. And the empirical philosophers began to think of units of sensory observation as being distinct particles, like little atoms of experience. And they also had this view, which goes back to the um, philosopher Descartes, that we have an interior world, a world of mind, and an exterior world, a world of things, a world of matter, and that the interior world, through the means of the senses, perceives the exterior world. Now, radical empiricism challenges all of that. You could say it emerges to some degree from James' early essay on the stream of consciousness in which he argued very strongly against an atomistic view of consciousness. But as his thinking evolved, 
he began to challenge this very division that we hold so dearly between the uh, world of the mind and the world of uh, external reality. He began to suggest there's only one world that we can really speak of. It is the world of experience. Sometimes we experience reality as being solid, and sometimes we experience reality as being subjective and interior. But in both cases, it's our experience. And he began to feel that our experience itself is our most direct perception of reality, whether it's through the senses or whether it's a kind of interior feeling, apprehension, comprehension. In a sense, I think he saw reality as unified. In a sense, I think he would be in agreement with the uh, great writers on cosmic consciousness and mysticism who would say, all is one. And at the same time, he realized that within this magnificent oneness, there was kind of a, he would call it a pluralism, that we're all distinct selves. We each have our distinct consciousness. I wake up every morning and I'm me. I'm not you. So at the same time that I'm distinct and I am unique, I am part of the great fabric of reality itself. And that fabric is interconnected. And so I have the capability of direct apprehension, I would use that word, at a feeling level. That's where we get the idea of telepathy, feeling, pathos. And I'm able to apprehend everything so that from that point of view, when you think of reality as indivisible, the idea that telepathy, remote viewing, clairvoyance, psychokinesis, all of these parapsychological phenomena that seem so incomprehensible from the mechanistic view become more naturalistic. And why are they iffy? Well, it's because we are tiny little drops in a great big ocean of reality. And so you, you might say, uh, some people use the metaphor of the hologram. We are pieces of the hologram, and a tiny piece of the hologram will reflect the entire uh, cosmos, even, the, the entire hologram. But the tinier the piece, the less perfect is the reflection, naturally. So William James is really suggesting that we need to look at the world very, very differently. That's why he called it radical empiricism. It, you might think of it in terms of political radicalism. Uh, it's a very different way of thinking than, for example, Marxist thinking, which would say that, well, we are conditioned by uh, the power structures around us. It is very different than uh, physiological thinking that, that suggests our consciousness is the product of our, our nervous system. What, what he's saying is that our nervous system is part of our experience, and our experience is unified that uh, another way of saying it is this, and I'll leave you with this thought, that the entire universe, as you know it, exists within your experience. 
and you as you perceive yourself, your concept of, of yourself, of your body, of the way in which you flow through the world is part of your experience. But all of your experience, whether you experience yourself as uh, a subjective being moving through the world or you experience the world as uh, a stage, it's all you. It's all you, every bit of it. And you exist in relationship to every other bit of it, including me, including every other person. I'll leave you with that thought, and thank you for being with me.